0: Hi, my name is Aaron McManus, and you're listening to the Battle Ready Podcast. This episode is called Have No Enemies. A little background on this episode, Maybe you're familiar with Mosaic, which is the church that my dad and I are part of. Uh, it's located on Hollywood Boulevard in La Brea, and we have campuses across the West Coast. And we have incredible people around the world who watch every single week at mosaic.org live. It's pretty incredible. If you've never checked it out, you should. But the background in this is that I'm a person of faith. I read the Bible, sometimes more than others. And even in moments where I wasn't sure about my faith or my my perception or understanding or my place in church, uh, the Bible is a book that I've always would turn to uh, in times where I felt like I needed wisdom or more understanding. There's a verse called, uh, there's a verse in Romans 12 where it says, If at all possible, if it's possible, be at peace with all men. And that's something that my background uh, conflicts with. I was someone who really struggled with anger, someone who really struggled with conflict. I I seemed like I loved conflict, even though I didn't love conflict. Conflict was always drawn to me or maybe I was drawn to conflict. So when I read this verse uh, years later, maybe years after I needed it, uh, it was something that really stuck with me. Be at peace with all men. And I think it's something that even if you don't know where you're at in your faith or you don't, maybe you're not, don't have a faith. Maybe you're just on a faith journey or maybe you're just not interested. I think that's a principle we can all learn from. Uh, this episode comes from that idea of having no enemies. I, I think I had written something down and sent it to my dad. And we talked about it on the podcast that I, I said that uh, if you have enemies, then you are lacking in wisdom that we should try to strive to love everyone. And maybe we don't like everyone, but treating everyone with a common understanding and peace and kindness and bringing joy to as many situations as we possibly can. So this is what this podcast is about. Uh, If you have heard it before, you watched it on YouTube, I think it's something you can watch again, or check out a later episode that, an earlier episode that we've posted before. Um, I am so grateful for every single person who listens, watches, shares, and DMs, comments, posts. I'm so, so incredibly grateful. I was listening to this Instagram Reels post highlight thing talking about how if you have a thousand people who believe in what you're believing in, a thousand people part of your tribe you can do something in the world and we have seven thousand people uh on our instagram that follow and we have hundreds of people that comment we have hundreds of people that email and i just realized and we have like i think seven or 800 reviews on itunes and i just was incredibly humbled uh because not that it's about me or my dad but i do think we have found such an incredible tribe during quarantine the last year of people who are ready to battle ideas, not people, and ready to ready their minds and ready uh, their their hearts and their souls. And I think we've built such an incredible community of people who are like-minded in this idea that we are willing to challenge and Have permission to disagree and really create a space where we can have healthy conversations. Uh, Maybe sometimes you're not into the sports or the politics or our uh, external diatribes on whatever it is that we may be thinking or feeling, but I am grateful to every single one of you that's a part of this Battle Ready community and just want to say thank you. But if you haven't, follow the Instagram Battle Ready Podcast. And if you haven't, Uh, rate and review this podcast on iTunes. And if you haven't, check out the Genius of Jesus uh, book on Amazon. It's my dad's new book. Go and pre-order it. Comment on Battery. Comment on Erwin McManus's Instagram and let us know that you pre-ordered it. Send us a screenshot. Let us know. Also, we are starting a new podcast called The Genius of. We have some incredible guests that I am not allowed to talk about. That is not a hype thing. I am literally so excited, I'm frothing at the mouth. I am so excited, our team has found some incredible guests. Um, Some, most of which you have heard. And I am really excited. We are going out. I finally have convinced my dad to have guests on a podcast, so he said, will bring them to this new podcast called The Genius Up where we will be unlocking the genius within you by unwrapping the genius in others. So go and subscribe to that now. There's a little intro from my dad. It's on Apple uh, Podcasts and it's on Spotify Podcasts. Go check it out right now. And I hope you enjoy this episode. So, we had a little bit of a scuffle last week. Now if you follow us on Instagram, you saw it because I posted the live stream of me and you reading all the <laughs> comments and reading what what this this woman said. And and we talked about not talking about it because you don't. We don't like to fuel the flame. I like to fuel the flame. You don't like to fuel the flame. You're more wise. You're much more wiser. So much more wiser than I am. So much more wise than I am. You have so much more wisdom. I've said that so <laughs> many times. Um, but I think it's good for us to talk about because basically what, what had happened essentially was – I, I want to ask two questions. How do you – because actually I got a lot of DMs and a lot of people asking like right. like whether they're pastors or or different organizational leaders. Like how do you handle when people call us a cult? Yeah. That's that's one thing, right? Yeah. So this but, person
1: with 1.3 million followers yes. calls – basically calls me a cult leader and calls Mosaic a cult.
0: Yeah. It was like a really short – it was a, the post of the genius of – Dot com, billboard billboard outside of Mosaic, which is across the street, not on Mosaic's property.
1: And so she was making it sound like the this billboard's on church property, which yes. it's not. It's, it's not.
0: we mosaic's been using it for the last like three years. Yeah. You rented it, put your book up. But even if you didn't rent it and put your book <laughs> up, who cares? It it, <laughs> it is it is a project that is ultimately leading people back to Mosaic, and Jesus.
1: yeah, And actually, I didn't put the book up. We just put The the Genius Of, Of. which is a project that we're doing leading up to The Genius of Jesus. Yes. And so we wanted to make it mysterious because we're going to later adjust the sign where it says The Genius of Jesus, but we wanted to provoke people. We wanted to build curiosity, interest, and so put The Genius Of... Yeah. So
0: 1.3 million followers. She she posts an actual post, not a story, but an actual post on Instagram. where it was the photo of the billboard with the like a like a you know like a hand painted like like uh, what is it they call what do they call like an Xed out like a circle with a, an X through it essentially. And yeah. and and posted it to 1.3 million followers. Um, one of our one of the people on our team showed it to me on Friday. It kind of r- killed the day. Kind of ruined my day. Yeah. It sucks. It's never fun when you're dealing with like critique and and open. Public critique, and it's also not nice when someone tags um, that stupid Instagram about sneakers and then and then calls us a cult, basically. Yeah.
1: And it wasn't really a critique; it was uh, slander and, and and libel. It was malicious, yeah,
0: yeah. Which I've been doing some googling about how at what, what point does it cross the threshold of actually being um, like a violation of, of yeah. like um, your reputation and slander, yeah. which she did. So we'll maybe have that conversation later. Basically, then what happens is, so you know me. <laughs> I screenshot it, I post about it on Battleready's story, then I go and comment on hers and basically just said, hey, um, you know, I, I wrote something really sarcastic and kind of snippy, um, basically saying like you're selling Sugar Bear hair products or like Sugar, it was called Sugar Breaker, some other like knockoff thing. And you're mad at us for advertising a podcast slash a book that's coming in in, in, in September 14th. You should buy it on Amazon now. <laughs> um, you're mad at us for advertising, but that's all you do is advertise. And so, you know, I wanted to, like, make some, like, really backhanded comment about the show she used to be on because I actually was a fan. You were a fan, too. We both liked the show, which <laughs> was the funny part. But also, so whatever. I posted it. Then I posted in the story like my comments. Then I posted a bunch of people who were commenting on hers, trying to pr- defend us. My thing is this: at at the end, she switched her
1: her her. Um, she changed the whole story the that whole, she wrote.
0: Yeah, the whole what is it called? Like the 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 comment? No, not no. the comment, but like her caption. The caption. Yeah. So it went from like this is a cult to then I used to go to Mosaic off and on for two years, which no one knows her from our team. I, I didn't even know. Yeah. yeah I didn't s- know her. And then all of these like claims about like her, inner, like your inner circle, or our inner circle and our team's very small. So it is smaller. And, but all of these things. And so basically that like, you're, that we're like, you're a cult leader and that it's like hierarchy and it's a monarchy. Like you're basically the, the ultimate authority and there's no one else in XYZ. It was just tough because you're very organic. You're very open-minded. You're very like inclusive too about like who, how you make decisions, how you do process. In fact,
1: you're, you guys are always like, "Hey, you need to call a staff meeting sometime soon." <laughs> yeah, the,
0: I think I think maybe the bigger issue was that she knew someone who used to work at Mosaic, and so I think probably like probably just not good stuff was said, and then you know
1: people were hurt, and hurt people hurt other people. And yeah, I will say one thing that what? I think is kind of awesome about Mosaic from this. What yeah, she is. Over a million followers, she was on a hit TV show. Yeah, she said she came for a couple of years, and here's the amazing thing: I don't know her, and I never knew her. No, and so anyone who would ever accuse Mosaic of being a celebrity culture, yeah. here's proof that we're not. Because yeah, yeah. if she was a part of another church, she would have been best friends with the senior pastor. She would have been, right. you know, she would or, have been brought into the inner circle, but or another organization because. Because with like, I just never treat people differently. No. <laughs> I, I, I don't even know when famous people are at Mosaic. No. That's what's so interesting.
0: No. And like, and you know, we've had like really incredibly famous, famous people who've come in. Mm-hmm. And it was a huge step for us to just even engage. Because for the longest time, it was like, hey, do your thing. Mm-hmm. But then it became kind of hard when certain people come in the door. Yeah. and they would get bombarded by people or, like, weird stuff would happen because LA's kind of weird. Hollywood's kind of a weird little town. And so whoever wants to be famous, Mosaic genuinely doesn't. The people who are actually Mosaic genuinely don't care. We have a lot of guests that come every week. So that's, I think, the more the dangerous part from out of town who are, like, going to take a photo. So over time, it was like, hey, like, let us know if you want to, like, come sit with us, hang out with us, X, Y, Z. And it's so funny because I remember when this happened. We, like— staff and wherever used to just sit wherever mm-hmm. he was in the back he was in the front there was no like rhyme or reason and then when i came i was like hey the worst place to sit is right in front of the drums because no one can hear anything our sound system kind of sucked like our, our our room is really weird so you're like the stage isn't very big so the drums are really close to that section so it's like let's reserve these two rows and have our whole staff and staff family sit in the worst part so that experience is better for everybody else. The moment that happened, people were like, this is the exclusive section. It's VIP. It's reserved. I'm like, we're literally saving you from he- <laughs> from hearing loss. <laughs> but we are the bad guys. Okay. It's interesting. So per- perception is often yeah. a re- optics. Optics is a very dangerous yeah. thing and interesting thing.
1: So anyway, I didn't know that she used to come and I didn't know she was angry with me. And I didn't know I'd ever knew her well enough to hurt her or offend her or, right. or create a crisis. But anyway, she wrote some pretty horrible stuff. And uh, But I think that in, – and in she put we're a cult. And I thought – it's fascinating because if we were a cult, she would have definitely have known me. And, uh, and Yeah. <laughs> and, if we know, were a cult, we were really bad cult. I'm just really bad at it. And, uh, and and I and so now that I I didn't know I said is she a Christian because she used the word cult so, and and I so I looked at Instagram and there's no mention of Jesus anywhere so I I didn't know that she was a Christian and I found out Lynn, from her second post I guess yeah, yeah. that she yeah you know uh,
0: that she's to come to mosaic that she
1: was yeah yeah and you know look. trying to stop us on behalf of like the goodness of God and all these things yeah she's a crusader but but in it somewhere along the way someone. Actually, sent like a, a verse from Jesus, you know, to love your enemies, and yeah, you know, like commenting is, on, on our on our post, yeah. About, you know, if you love the people who love you, it's you know, it's one thing. But you, Jesus saying to love your enemies as you know, um, as you love yourself, and everything like that, yeah. and then you commented back, she's not my enemy. And yeah. that person misread that. And well,
0: I don't know. You're you're, you're projecting intention. Okay. You, you think he misread it. Yeah. Because I was like, he responded. I said, hey, she's actually not our
1: enemy. But then he goes, laugh out loud. Like, LOL, okay, okay, okay,
0: brother. Yeah. Well, you're not my bro.
1: And so I'm going, oh, I think he misunderstood because he thinks you're saying, no, nah, I don't feel obligated to love her since she's not my enemy. And what you're saying is, nah, she's not my enemy. Like yeah. don't, don't put her in that category just because she said something untrue and something because she said something hurtful or uh, that doesn't make her enemy. I mean... Well, okay. There's a couple things in
0: this, right? No, she's definitely and absolutely not our enemy. Then I I, I said something... I wrote something down in my notes because I wanted to talk about it on here because I think it's important. Like, just because... And I want to say this, like, shout out to the to the almost seven thousand followers we have on Battle Ready Podcast Instagram because you, we we just took down a giant, and not that we took them down, but as if we humiliated them, or like we ruined them, or, or like they're or we killed them, like David and Goliath. That's not what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about is that I was very <laughs> proud and impressed at like the tone, the wittiness, and also like the ability to defend intelligently. And kindly. And kindly. Some people were a little tough. some, <laughs> But I was a little tough, mm-hmm. you know? And then I, I wrote down this thing. So 7,000 people were greater than 1.2 million because I think the reality was that 1.2 million people did not care about this subject. They are a fan of hers. They care about her career and maybe like the fun stuff she posts because she seems like a nice person. They don't care about the hate. And I think when we try to get people to care about hatred, we are actually misleading people. One yeah. point, I feel bad for the 1.3 million people who had to see that on her feed that day. Because only 5,000 people liked the post. So, like, I don't know what that percentage is, Brooke, but but a, a, a micro, micro, nano mm-hmm. amount of the 1.2 million people cared about her hatred. It shows me one that humanity is good, that, one, that pretty much 1.2 million people want, want her to be positive. It, it was off-brand for her
1: too. Yes, which is crazy. And I think probably the people who follow her expect her kindness and expect some positivity and things like that too. and yeah because it's literally um, in her name,
0: you know, like literally in her name.
1: Yeah. I, I wrote this down. I said, I don't do
0: enemies. this is something I, I, am, I, I probably have some, I got to work on it. But I I think this is like a thing I want to live by. I don't do enemies. Enemies are for weak-minded people who can't solve problems. Yes, of course, there are people you don't prefer. I don't prefer fast food, but I don't go to it and then say it's awful. That would be counterintuitive. I just don't go to it. I don't talk about it. I don't judge people who do it. In fact, I just forget about it completely and move (laughs) on. I give it as little emotional and mental attention as possible. Hmm. I don't do enemies. I love that. Thank you. But I feel like
1: you've grown to that place. No.
0: Yes. Because I used to love enemies. Because <laughs> I loved conflict. And then you can become addicted to conflict. Yes. And I think that's, a, that's maybe one of the worst addictions ever because— you start – you're conf- you're conflicted inside of yourself, and for so long I think I was, but then you're conflicted inside of yourself, and so then you want conflict with others. So you're always looking for conflict, not for the good, the peaceful, the joyful, the beautiful, the truthful. And there's so many things in the world that we can hate. And one thing that you've taught me is that stop focusing on the hate. Focus on the positive. Yeah. Don't focus on the things—don't be about what you're against. Be about what you're for. Yes. Can you can you just do what you do
1: on that statement? Yeah, you know, it's interesting. In the life of Jesus, one time there were people who— we're not part of the 12 disciples who were casting out demons and healing the sacred. Or, right. You know, having a pretty right. interesting effect. Yeah. And the disciples found out about it, and they went to Jesus and said, hey, we can stop this. Just give us permission. We'll what, send fire down from heaven and burn them up alive. You know? yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. and, uh, and, you know, Jesus is still working on establishing uh, a culture <laughs> of love. Yeah. And yeah. Jesus basically Wait, said— Wait, Jesus to, did or God did? You no, know, uh, G- They came to Jesus. Right, right, yeah. right, right. And uh, and Jesus said to them, Hey, whoever's not against us is for us. <laughs> yes. And he's trying to change their mindset. Like he, right. he's you know. Yeah. And I think part of the problem is that we're more we're more inclined to make everyone our enemy than rather than make everyone our friend. Yes. And the truth of the matter is you you it's best when you start your life from the mindset of, I'm for everyone. And you have to work really, really hard to convince me that I should be against you. <laughs> and, uh, because I don't want to create that space in my soul to be against people.
0: Yeah, I, I don't. Like, because it's really like, and we talk about this a lot, like how do you create valves inside of your soul, your heart, soul, and mind to release the bitterness that has built up? Yeah. How? Because I think, like, I know there's people who do not like me. I, there are people I don't like. I don't prefer, but how do you take it from, you're my enemy, I hate you, to, I don't hate you and you're not my enemy, but I don't love you and I don't like you, to, I want you, I'm going to pray for you, I want goodness for you, but I don't want to be attached to the goodness, to then going, hey, you're a human being, you deserve all the good things in life, God loves you just as much as he loves me, and doesn't prefer me over you just because I don't like you or it doesn't prefer me over you over me because you don't like me whatever like how do we how do we get to that process because i think there's like there, we need an aa system for violence and aa system for for <laughs> for conflict because it like how do how do you exist in a world where there's so much violence volatility and toxicity against we talked about in the last podcast Vaxxers versus non-vaxxers, maskers versus non-masters. But there's so much hostility. It seems like everything we do in this world is creates a juxtaposition or like a dichotomy or this divisiveness against each
1: other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I just read this morning that there were 12 mass shootings this past weekend. Mm. That violence is erupting across our nation. That the level of crime and violent crimes have es- escalate, escalated to a, a record um, level. and And we need to realize that we're going to have to go against the grain if we're going to be a people without enemies. Yeah. We're going to have to go against the grain if we're going to be a people who actually create a new world against racism and against injustice, against, um, you know, brother against brother, family against family, friend against friend, neighbor against neighbor, race against race. It's ridiculous. and. And I think you have to step back and ask yourself because I I, I think in her second post, she said, I'm just so incensed. I'm so angry when I saw the billboard. And I thought, wow, I'm incensed when I'm faced with things like like the sex trade and child poverty. Yeah, yeah. And I'm incensed when I see like genuine injustice and evil and inhumanity. I don't like – you have to have some kind of grading system of what is actually worth being angry about. Yeah, y- you know, and and I'm going, like, I I, I read people to get upset with other like speakers or other people like that, you know, and you know Wayne Dyer was a really famous sort of a Buddhist speaker in PBS, and you know I never had a negative feeling. What do you
0: mean? Give more context to that.
1: Wayne Dyer was like a speaker. He was oh, Buddhist, right? Right. On, on right. PBS.
0: Okay. I'm what, picking
1: him rather than Joel Osteen or someone like that. Let's
0: pick Joel Osteen. Okay. You know, I had a friend because I had a friend yeah. who was very liberal and also, but also believer, but also works in the corporate space. But like t- one time we were having breakfast, he was like, "What do you think of Joel Osteen?" Like, I- I've never met him, but I've met his kids and mm-hmm. I like them, and I've met his wife and she's beautiful and lovely and intelligent and all the things, and and I don't. Pr- prefer necessarily a Joel UC message, but I don't prefer to go to other churches either. So, like, I'm not out there looking for the best content. He's fine, like he's positive. He, he's doing exactly who he is. He's mm-hmm. positive. He's happy. He's joyful. Oh, he doesn't talk about sin or death enough, like hell. <laughs> and I'm like, bro, you live with your girlfriend, and, and <laughs> she doesn't even believe in God, and you're so far from perfect. Why would you judge him? Yeah, because he needs to. And I was just like, my goodness, we're so skewed sometimes.
1: It's a self-loathing. This was going to be. Why is point. that? I, 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 I would hear so many negative things about Joel Stein. Yeah. all from Christians. Mm-hmm. Then I would go into meetings at Paramount or meetings yeah. at CAA or meetings at, yeah. at Warner Brothers and everyone would be non-Christians. And then they knew I was a pastor. Yeah. So they'd say to me, hey, do you ever listen to T.D. Jakes or Joel Osteen? Yeah. And I, I'd cringe for a moment and I'd go, what are they gonna say? And they'd go, we just love them. We don't. How does someone do that? How does it's someone so, like talk for like 30 minutes and, and, and so hold crazy. us captive? And I realized, oh, people without Jesus are actually less judgmental. <laughs> <laughs> about these people than people with Jesus. It's so crazy. And it is so crazy. And so I think sometimes we need to do a self-check as um, if you're listening and you're a follower of Jesus, like, why would you use your energy to be against another Christian even if they're not your cup of tea, even if they're, they don't approach things the way that you would approach them? Yeah. You know, why be against a different kind of church or be against a different expression of faith? Like the thing to me is there're just really bad things in the world that we should be against and we should work at fixing yeah. rather than trying to blow each other up and set each other on fire. I is yeah it just doesn't make it it doesn't make
0: life better or more interesting. I've been talking with you about this a lot because I'm struggling being in a spiritual space. Yeah. And not my own spirituality or my own faith. I don't, although I don't feel as close to God as I think I did when when before COVID or maybe even in the middle of COVID, I think depression has hit and, and frustrations have hit and anxiety and like exhaustion and all of these things. And, and just like just normal human stuff, right? Like I'm dealing with stuff and, and ju- just like so many people in the world are. And I think some people think just because you're a part of a church or maybe work for a church or your dad's a spiritual person. And I have an incredible father like you. i an incredible mother. I'm an incredible sister. I have a great, I mean, I'm, I'm engulfed and enwrapped in a great ecosystem and environment of, positive spirituality. Mm-hmm. And yet it's such I think it's so biblical that you still can struggle, you still can have a hard yeah, time. Absolutely. I don't love being I love being affiliated with Mosaic. But I know that my reputation, my past, my actions, my candor, the way I speak, the volatility, the toxicity sometimes has been on from me. Mm-hmm. And and I know that mosaic being affiliated with me is harder for mosaic than me being affiliated with mosaic mosaic has a great reputation despite whether being called a cult and i think we got to get to the cult part at the end but um but i struggle with it like it's easier for me to be a mcmanus gallery to be a part of pagan usa to be a part of battle ready even though Battle Ready is still like mosaic adjacent we're trying to brand it by its own thing and still Mm -hmm. be like a a a friend of the church but not necessarily in the church we don't hold
1: mosaic responsible for everything we say
0: no (laughs) And, and it's like you can still be at Mosaic and disagree with us. I'm, I'm bad already. Mm-hmm. But I really struggle with that space, and a lot of it is because I do feel that the, the the church space is so volatile. Like I went to dinner on Friday, and one of my good friends leaned over and was like, hey, are you okay? And he, and he had asked me how my week was like multiple times. I was like, yeah, I'm good, you're good, you're good. Introduced myself to people saying hi. He like leans over sitting next to him in this booth. He's like, are you okay, though? And I'm like, yeah, I'm good. He's like, what happened? And he doesn't mm-hmm. – He's gonna go to mosaic, 100. We've just gotten closer during pandemic, and he's like, uh, he's like, what happened with that that woman? And I'm like, ah, oh, we're used to celebrities trolling us. It's funny, you know. It, it, it is what it is. But I'm like, he he doesn't get why there's so much hostility. Yeah. You know.
1: Well, you know, I read her both her comments, the one she wrote first, and the one she rewrote, and I read, and I went through, and I read all the comments of the people. Um, and my immediate thought was, oh, wow, they don't know I'm a human being. Yeah, they don't care. And and that's what struck me was that uh, maybe if they really knew I was a human being, they wouldn't, like, do that. Yeah. And I think, I think that when we actually know someone's a human being, we're less likely to make them our enemy and be as um, uh, destructive. And so I try to posture myself that no matter – like, I still see her as a human being, and I refuse to see her as anything less. And, and I can't genuinely say that I am here in this moment. I have no bitterness toward her at all, yeah. and that the only emotion I'm projecting toward her is love. And I know that sounds crazy, but I do think that's where Jesus has taken me in my life. Yeah. And uh, yeah. I, I love this mantra, Aaron, um, have no enemies— and I, I love what you wrote about it and I think that's a great aspiration for life. Now, you cannot control whether someone sees you as their enemy, but you can control whether you see someone else as their enemy. And um, and e- even like you want me to address the question of cult,
0: yeah, like how do you respond to people who, who, who? it's crazy though, because no one, no one from out, maybe maybe my friends say it behind my back, but no one says it to my face. Yeah. They're like wildly accepting of like that I go to church and I'm a part of church and that you're a pastor. Like they think it's so interesting and so yeah. cool.
1: Yeah, and-, and But not, Christians are more judgy to other yeah.
0: Christians than anyone else.
1: I, I think that a part for me is, it makes me want to not be a pastor because I actually care about these things. I, I wish I had the personality that it didn't affect me what other people said. Oh, it affects. But I really yeah. – I'm really affected by it. It really hits me and hurts. And um, um, But so I think really when a person is a cult, it can be one of two things. It, it, it can be a theological thing where you have bad theology and so you're a cult. But most people don't have good enough theology to know that. They just say it because they know it's a negative. It's an incendiary word. But – and that's the thing. I go, OK, what I do know – as imperfect as I am, and as imperfect as Mosaic is, I'm sure, as a church, um, we're all about Jesus. We believe Jesus is God Himself stepped into human history, lived a perfect and sinless life, died on the cross, rose from the dead, so that our sins could be forgiven and so we could have a life in Him. So, theologically, we're not a cult, and uh, because the, the Bible really is the basis of our of our faith and our belief in. And so then I think, okay, sociologically, like... See, I don't even need to say all those things. I know. I know. I'm, you, yeah. I'm saying it because I want to remove any ambiguity in that. Yeah.
0: You know, because... I, we should do a whole podcast and all the things that you just said to make people believe that you're legit.
1: Yeah, it's funny, you know but mean? it wouldn't change it because no. it's not what I believe. It's it's um, It's that... Christian thinking has become so thin that if you think deeply, you don't feel orthodox. Yeah, and and then you can be a sociological cult, but like um, wait,
0: uh, I, I don't just move on from that okay. so quickly. I think I think uh, thin thinking needs to be an entire episode in and of itself.
1: Yeah, I just I I, I mean, frankly, if you stay in the conversation with modern cultural Christianity, you're going to be wading in an ankle-deep water. Yeah. And I understand why people like Jesus think that Christians are against science. I understand why they think that we're stupid and uneducated uh, because so much of our cultural response is not thoughtful. And, um, and there have been a lot of times I've felt like I don't know if I can take this I don't know if I can take the level of thinking inside of Christianity. I don't want to have an argument about a billboard uh, with an actress. Like I, I I want to talk about the deep issues of life. And and um, I'd like to stop getting dragged back into the shallow water. And I like to go back into the deep water and think about things that matter in life.
0: And <clears throat> I have like my own thoughts about cele- – mm-hmm. so, like I hate celebrities. I hate celebrityism so much. Like And not, and not because I hate celebrities – I think just because you have a lot of followers doesn't make you smart. Like, Jordan B. Peterson's smart. Sam Harris is smart. Yeah. Right? Like, whether you agree with Joe Rogan or not, he's asking really interesting questions. And if he's not, he's at least listening and having interesting people. Right? Like, I I really do not like the fact— And we live in Hollywood, and so I really struggle with it. (laughs) I like New York better because it's what you you produce and what you do— determines how successful you are and how wealthy you are and how well-known you are. A lot more powerful people than there are wealthy people. Mm-hmm. LA, there's a lot of empowered celebrities who are really unintelligent. I'm not saying this person is. I'm just saying it is notoriously the thing. We you know, we make dumb people famous. We, we make, you know, like... If you looked at a glance, you'd say the Kardashians don't have a lot of depth. They obviously have a lot of stuff going for them intellectually. I think Chris is a genius because you look at the success. They, they were famous for one reason and then they've gone deeper and deeper and deeper cosmetic companies and businesses and empowering other people. And like you look at how many people they've made wealthy because they've done what they've done. So, but I'm saying we have the tendency to empower and to build up and to make famous really uneducated, really dumb people because they're on a TV show. Like, if Aaron Sorkin was attacking us, we'd be having a whole different conversation. We'd want to have a conversation with that person. See, and ironically, I don't think Aaron Sorkin would attack us because it would be beneath him. It would, because he would see that it's tasteless. Yeah. And tacky a bit, you know? Or in, in Spanish, naco, you know, nakizimo, like, just tacky and cheesy. <laughs> but what is it about us? It, 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 and, you know, you, you get on me because mm-hmm. you're like, don't respond. And I'm like, no, I want to respond because I like this one was an easy conversation. And I was hoping it wouldn't turn into like all the other things where it swoops in like one person jumps, everyone jumps and it didn't yeah. go there. She wanted it to go there. And I called her out for it because I said, I was like, you're using every response, every educated, intelligent response someone had. She said that they were gaslighting and devaluing. And I said, no, you changed your post. You called us a cult and you called this. Like and then you 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 said we were like self glorifying, and now you changed it to you being the victim and the hero, and that you're creating a forum, and none of her people really backed her. Like a few people maybe, but I'm going. How is it that like you're actually devaluing their comment when you're saying they're gaslighting? You're actually being highly manipulative when you're saying they're devaluing you. No, they're actually. I do find that like whatever generation this is, we live in a culture. Where we, we victimize ourselves to the point where you can't critique us back or you are now attacking a defenseless person. But she was the attacker. Right. She was the aggressor. And, and these are terms that I think we got to talk about because I'm not even familiar with the kind of millennial Gen X-y, like TikTok language that's being used because they're old psychology terms that are now someone read a book and then made it famous on TikTok and now everyone uses them. <laughs> but it doesn't mean they don't have value, but I think they're being misused just the same way that, that the word cult is being mis- misused, you know? And I, this whole yeah. weekend I've been trying to think, like, how do I, how do I make cult interesting, like, cause I'm like, because when we came back, I, I told you I want to retake the word church. Yeah. Because you hated the word church. I, I never used it. You never used it. Like, we, I know she didn't go to Mosaic because you called it Mosaic Church. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, I just know because of the description of her experience. And I, I think one of the dynamics is that when you decide to build a community of faith, in an, in a area that where people are deeply broken, deeply hurting, deeply wounded you're going to have a lot of things happen in that culture where there's a lot of pain and hurt and brokenness and and I knew when I came here how dramatic it would be and how difficult it would be yeah and um I know that Mosaic is not the answer for everyone, so that would be one reason we're not a sociological cult. Mm -hmm. I know that there are other churches that are the right fit for many, many people who may even come and visit Mosaic. That's another reason I know we're not a cult. Mm -hmm. And um, we don't see ourselves as the exclusive place that solves everyone's needs uh, above every other place. Mm -hmm. And I also know that... um, I'm an imperfect human being, an imperfect leader, that Mosaic is an imperfect church because people are imperfect. Mm -hmm. And 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 so the ironic thing about it is that there are thousands and thousands and thousands of people who have been helped through Mosaic. And so even if we failed people along the way, I'm sure we have, you can't give up just because you can't get it right all the time or you or no one will do good. Right. And uh, and I think that's the the bigger question is like do we really want to destroy all the organizations and churches and communities that are actually trying to do good? Yeah. I, I, you know, and yeah. And you could look at any organization, whether it's UNICEF or Habitat for Humanity, or um, you know, whether it's World Vision or um, or the United Nations or whatever it may be, and you could easily pick everything they've done wrong or haven't solved the problem, or and uh, and it doesn't mean that you should devalue all the good that they're doing or trying to do, and and that's what I would just say is. Um, it's just another reminder to me that Jesus was so unpopular and unliked mm-hmm. and always misunderstood and accused of things he never did. Mm-hmm. And I just wonder how many of us who are who call ourselves people of faith have accidentally moved to the same posture as the people who opposed Jesus. Mm-hmm. And and I'm like, Jesus was perfect. He got it right every time. Mm -hmm. And if he couldn't get everybody to love him and everyone to agree with him, I don't have a chance in this world because I'm not perfect and I don't get it right all the time. And so just uh, – and I just want – this is my encouragement to everyone and to you too. Don't let everyone who tries to define you by your worst moments or your failures have more power in your life than the people who are encouraging you for your successes and your best moments. Mm -hmm. And let those voices have more power in your life. And and so my declaration, I'm just taking, I'm stealing your words. Um, I choose no enemies. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to choose to live a life of love as much as I can um, because I care about what's inside of my soul because you create out of who you are. And if you let bitterness shape who you are, you're going to create a world that breeds bitterness and hatred and envy. And if you allow love and grace and kindness and compassion to shape you, you're going to create a more beautiful uh, and perfect world.
0: I also think it's okay to be wrong. Yeah. And I think you have to trust that God wants the best for you even when you are wrong. But you've got to change. Like I, you know, I tell you, like sometimes it's hard for me to change, hard for me to adjust. Sometimes it's like I have a low impulse control. So I struggle with decisions and how I see myself and how all these things. I think that's the biggest danger, right, is you make a mistake and now forever you are seeing how you think other people see you rather than how God sees you. Mm -hmm. And then it's hard for me to accept sometimes because I feel like God has made my life so much better and bigger every time I've made a mistake and every time I've gotten things right. You know, I've had to pay for mistakes and I've had to work for good things. But it doesn't mean that God wasn't all over both. Yeah. You know, he was just there. I was whether I accessed him or not, I think. And so I think in in this world to know that like you, you matter and you have value, whether you're in the middle of the worst day or week or month that you've ever had, or you are in the best season of your life. And then also knowing that you play a part in other people's understanding and how they see themselves. Mm. Because I think that's something we don't think about. You said it earlier and It was so impactful. They don't see you. She doesn't see you as a human. You know, and I DM'd her from Battle Ready. Mm-hmm. Hey, we're actually we were fans of your show, and I know you don't like us and don't don't agree with us and and don't have any interest in reaching out. But we love to have a conversation, and um and thank you for advertising us to 1.2 million followers, because because <laughs> whether whether you wanted to or not, you just made us more well known than before, and we didn't have to pay for it. <laughs> so what we paid for the billboard actually got us 1.2 million people looking at it going the genius of what you know what I mean Mm -hmm. and so I think it's interesting because whether what was in her control she made a choice Mm -hmm. and with her choice she would have probably never thought that there'd be 1.195 that would disagree with her and wouldn't like her photo but only 5,000 people liked her photo of hate but the rest of them they're with us because they didn't respond. They didn't say anything. Oh, were they they're just are no, neutral? No, no. They're no longer our enemy, so they're with us, right? Yeah, He's not against to. us. He's for us. So <laughs> <laughs> Jesus said, that's good. I like that. <laughs> so I just—and and that was the thing. I was like, look, thank you so much. And we we're down to have a conversation. It doesn't change. And the difference is when we critique, well, I'm going to go to that person directly. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And give them an, an opportunity to talk about it. Yeah. So don't
1: let hurt hate stir. I can say in uh, 62 years of life, I've never used my public forum— to say something negative about another human being, and if I if I have a negative feeling or thought about someone and it matters, I go to that person. Mm-hmm. And if I don't have access to that person, then I don't feel like I have the right to have that feeling. Or yeah. that, you know, it isn't my business. And um, and I just want us to keep doing that going forward. Yeah. And um, but right. I, I think we're good. I think we're good. All Thank right. you so much. Love your enemies. Love your enemies. Don't have any enemies. Just love everyone. And don't
0: be an enemy. Oh, that's good. Mm. Mm. Okay. Love you. All right. Love you too, buddy. Hey, guys. Thank you so much for checking out this episode of the Battle Ready podcast, Have No Enemies. I hope that you're able to pull some stuff from it. Um, But if you haven't, I think this verse is just a verse to live by. If at all possible, be at peace with all men. Of course, that includes men and women. Uh, be at peace with all of humanity. Uh, if you haven't, rate and review this podcast on iTunes. It means so much to us. If you listen to it on Spotify and if you listen to it on YouTube, uh, go to the podcast app on iTunes and rate and review this podcast. Uh, let us know you're listening. And, the most important thing that is happening right now for me and my dad is his new book that is coming out. So go and pre-order that book, The Genius of Jesus, on Amazon. You can click the link in the Battery podcast bio on Instagram or Earl McManus' Instagram in his bio, and you can go and pre-order it there. That is not it, though. That's not all of it. We have a new podcast. I'm calling myself the producer. I hope he lets me produce it. It is called The Genius Of. It is a podcast completely devoted to unwrapping other people's genius so that you can unlock the genius within yourself. Basically, we are gonna be interviewing, and by we, I mean my dad, I'll be producing, so maybe he'll let me intervene at times. He will be interviewing incredible guests that he has been lining up for the last few months. And we are flying around and we're bringing people in and we're doing some Zoom stuff. And I am just so excited. So go and subscribe to The Genius Of on Apple Podcasts or Spotify Podcasts, wherever you listen to podcasts. Go do that now. Bye guys, see you next Friday.